Local news. Sometimes it's hard to identify. Sometimes you know what it is right when you see it. But how is news gathered, crafted, and delivered? When a local TV station puts together a story that lasts a couple minutes, there is a process. But sometimes that process is more interesting than the story itself. We're going to tell you the behind the scenes little nuggets that don't make it to TV. We are bringing you the people on the front lines in the action in a different light. This is Jay Wallace. Welcome to KVU Off the Airwaves. Finding your place in the newsroom sometimes requires an unorthodox balance. You have to be able to do a little bit of everything and be willing to step into a variety of different roles when the situation calls for it. Oh, and a good personality helps too. KV veteran reporter, anchor, and one of the most reputable political journalists in Texas, Ashley Godot, has excelled for years in the Austin market, achieving her professional goals, setting herself apart from the pack, and pushing through personal difficulties. Buckle in, y'all. Ashley Godot. Jay Wallace. You're here. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. Um, Ashley, we're going to start. We're going to go back, all right? Okay. We're going to go back. Was it always journalism? Was that always the plan? What was, uh, was that your goal in terms of what your career was going to be? So here's what's funny. I apparently used to collect newspapers. No. Um, my mother thought I was a little hoarder, basically, because yeah. she would come to clean my room and there would just be stacks of newspapers because I needed to keep the news because I needed to read the paper to see what was going on. Really? And, you know, you grow up and you think you want to be all sorts of things. And when I was in high school, I was pretty sure that I was going to go to law school. Okay. Um, and I'm also a dancer, so I was kind of torn between like law school and dance, right? A lot Which of are two things. opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And I had this world history professor, doc, doctor, he's not a doctor, mister, should be a doctor, should Mr. Be, yeah. Jeff Couch. And on the last day of school, he told us all what we were going to be when we grow up. And he's going down the list and, you know, we're laughing at everything he's naming for people. And he said, Ashley, you have the power to change our emotions with you. You take us on emotional roller coasters and you're also a little heartless. You can go from <laughs> talking about death and destruction uh -huh. to rainbows and butterflies really easily. Right. You're going to be a journalist. You're going to be a television news journalist. And I was like, what? I thought, you know, that's actually pretty good because I love to write. And we had a broadcast journalism program at my high school. Mm -hmm. So I signed up the next year, and that was all she wrote. From then on, you could not change my mind. I was going to be a television news reporter. Was uh, was anyone else in your family in journalism, or is this new for you guys? No one is in journalism. No my, I broke my father's heart yeah. because he was like, you're so smart. You could make so much money. Don't you want to go to law school, <laughs> kid? Don't you want to go do anything else? Because, you know, journalists, we love right. our job, but clearly we're not making yeah. stacks and stacks of, right. Yeah. There's no showbiz cash right. in exactly. journalism. Uh, and so he was a little disappointed, but my mother was 100% follow your dream, do it. And I am so happy to say that now after me, uh -huh. I have two cousins, uh, one who works for our sister station in San Antonio now, Kins. That. Yep. That's and cool. another one who is preparing to go to my alma mater, Sam Houston State University, Sam and Houston study State journalism. University. Yep. So trying that to blaze so a trail. <laughs> yeah. Now you had many roles at KVU, a lot of different no hours, joke. a lot of different shifts. Uh, what are all the things that you've kind of done since you've been here? Man, so when I initially got hired at KVU, we thought we wanted a health beat. 
A health beat. Yeah, we wanted a health beat. I didn't even know that was a thing ever. Yeah, yeah. it's not anymore, clearly. <laughs> so I was the health reporter. I was the education reporter. Uh-huh. I anchored the weekend morning show. Then I became the city reporter. Okay. And then politics followed shortly thereafter, became the political reporter back to weekend morning anchoring. And now I'm anchoring the midday show and doing political reporting. When did politics come into the mix? Um, Why was that something that they thought or you thought, you know, you'd be good at? Um, Was that something from KVU or is it from you? Where did that come from? So what's funny is it came from KVU. Um, I'd already been the city reporter for a while. Right. And the news director at the time made the comment that when we were losing our political reporter, everyone was kind of like, well, who can handle the ledge this session? Like, who can handle that load? Mm -hmm. And And, apparently... And in session, for people that don't know, how crazy can it get Session is insane. Um, I was not even fully prepared for session. It is just, it's constant, it's long hours, it's quick turns, and, you know, we are a business of deadlines. Mm -hmm. And so when they don't make decisions until 5.50 and you have a shot at 6, you've got to be able to flip it quick. Yeah. Um, And so I've always been interested in politics. So when they asked me to take that on, I said, okay, it was supposed to be temporary. We mm-hmm. were supposed to, I was only supposed to do it for like one session, and then we promised we're going to hire a political reporter. And it has turned into, I am now the political reporter. We have a political segment that I do yeah, every Sunday morning exactly. now. So it's fine, though. I love it. And with politics, it's not something you can just jump in on every once in a while and figure out what's going on. You have to stay in tune with it, right? Right, because the thing is, a lot of these issues... By the time something actually happens, it's been years of them working on these issues. So you really have to be able to very quickly get a comprehensive understanding of the past history of it. And then you're just always on top of it. Something's always changing. Well, and even more, like in all the stories that we do, we have to try to summarize it, right? Simplify it for the viewer. But I can imagine when you're dealing with bills and legislation and these complex things that can just sound confusing, it's important to make it sound succinct and clear when you do these reports, right? So I will say that is my specialty, right? Is that, and I get that a lot, is that I have the ability to take a complex issue and make Mm -hmm. it very simple for people to understand. And that's what we really try to do with all stories. And it's a little complicated when we're dealing with really complex issues, not only at the legislature, but heck, code next with the city of Austin. So complex. I've done some of those stories too. Exactly, exactly. Um, The Grove, we had this development when it Mm -hmm. was coming and I got to break down that issue and that's what I enjoy and I really enjoy our political segment because after we kind of explain the high points we can get into the weeds during that segment and really get into some of the Mm minutiae and so that's what I you know think is really interesting do you have a favorite political story or maybe what's been a favorite of yours since you've been on this that's like a really tough question Jay I I don't think so many well I just don't think I have any favorites. Uh-huh. And the reason why is because I am covering every everything is contentious. Mm-hmm. It's politics mm-hmm. and every n- there is nothing that is a slam dunk easy everybody wins type story. Yeah. There are good and bad in 
everything, in every piece of policy, there's someone who's for it and against it. So someone is going to be impacted by this stuff in a way that is not ideal for them. Right. You know, and so that's what makes it hard. So I can't say that I have a favorite. Well, you are setting me up perfectly because one of the big questions I wanted to ask you is related to what you're talking about. We're humans, right? We have we have opinions. Oh, I'm very opinionated. I'm a are, Southern belle, honey. I am extremely opinionated. And we love it, right? <laughs> and when you do these reports, and there are clear sides, right? This is not like a story where uh, we're all on the same side of things. When there are two sides, what do you do when you're writing, when you're thinking the process to make sure you're unbiased, right? That you're giving both sides their their respect, even though you might have a side you agree with, right? Yeah, I mean, I think when you are an extremely opinionated person, uh, there's no way that you're not, that you don't have an opinion on some of these yeah. these issues. But one of the things that I do pride myself on that I know we pride ourselves on at KVU, and it's the whole reason why I think local news and local journalism is so important, yeah. is that we strive to tell both sides of the story every time. Yeah, It's not always um, easy because it's not always that cut and dry. It's not always easy because, frankly, sometimes the other side doesn't want to talk to you, you know? Yeah. But yeah. you have to do it. You have to present the other arguments every time. And I actually enjoy being able to remove myself out of it. Yeah. I am just, you know, unbiased. It's like being a judge. You don't get to pick... Aside, you just get to oversee and make sure everything goes the way that it's supposed to go. And so yeah, being kinda, even and fair. It's it's almost refreshing, too, because of just so much of our society is built on, the way I put it, is polarization. So much on the web and on cable is like one side, and this is the side you're going to get. And by doing these stories, just like you were saying, you get the chance to step back and maybe see a different side than you think, right? Well, and the other thing is, local news is where you get both sides. Exactly. You ha we have to tell. We are designed to tell both sides of the story. It's That's what we do. Yeah. Right. And even, even more so, it's local for us. These are our neighbors. These are our friends. These are the people that we see at the grocery store. It is going to impact the people. We have to stay in these communities. We don't come in and turn a story and then leave and head out on a different right. assignment. We live here. Yeah. And so we really have to make sure we are completely impartial. And we're obviously living in such a, I guess the word could be tough bizarre. Times. Yeah, tough, tough times, times. bizarre, weird <laughs> times. We know the political climate we're living in and just the way people are so strong one way or the other. Do you see that impacting whether you or it be just local news in general and how politics and policies are covered with just what's going on out there nationally? And just, I don't know, does that affect how we do our jobs, how you do your job in terms of political reporting at all? Well, I think it's very contentious. Yeah, exactly. And we can see just how contentious it is with some of the bills that come forward. Some of the ideas and some of the things that our elected officials say play to not the things that unify people, but sometimes they play to the things that divide people. Right. And it's a, it can be disheartening when you are uh, a journalist covering it. Right. But we cover it nonetheless. Do any specific examples come to mind? Oh, you know an example yeah. comes to mind about something that would divide people, and I am not even going to talk about it right no. now, Jay. Nice try. See, you trying to get me to talk. Mm -mm. Okay. Not All falling right, for it. Okay, okay.
Well, tell me this, has there been just, is there been anything tough personally just for you in getting into the business as you've gone through your career? I think the obvious thing is, uh, hello, look at me, I'm a black woman. Sure. Um, and especially walking into the Capitol, yeah. there are times when I am the only woman of color in a room or the only journalist that is a female covering a story or, you know, those things are, you, you can't ignore it. Right. You, you, even though no one comes out and says anything about it, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore when you're the only one in the room. The legislature, our lawmakers, women are grossly outnumbered, you right. know? And yeah. so I think that that is obviously something that puts, puts you in the room. Hello, I'm also natural. Let's just be real, like the hair. And it is completely unpredictable, this hair. <laughs> and so um, I look different. I don't look like, you know, other, how other reporters may look. Right. I'm okay with that. And I love that diversity. And I love being able to bring that and being able to have a seat at the table. Is that something you hope in whatever way, in whatever impact, maybe a little girl or um, a black girl might be able to see you? I'm just, you know, and they might yeah, be able to see and, what you're and, doing and say, okay, I can do and that. And be real. Jay, I just met two little girls. Um, their mother is... Um, African. So two little girls here living in Austin, they yeah. freaking love politics. Just like and you. they were so excited to meet me. They watch the news. They watch the political segment. They can tell you who their lawmakers are mm. and who their city council person is. And they were engrossed in it. And it's so encouraging to me because I can be someone that they can look up to and say, I can go do what she's doing. Um, my parents, when I was young, little bitty thing, used to live in Austin before they moved. They were from Houston, mm -hmm. moved to Austin for mm -hmm. a little while during the construction boom. I'm not going to say what decade because then you'll know how old okay. I am. All right. Um, and then they, you know, moved back when it was time for me to go to school. But my mom used to take me to the Capitol all the time and tell me all about Barbara Jordan and, yeah, you know, yeah. like teach me all of this stuff. And so for me to be someone that, you know, I, I would never compare myself to Barbara Jordan or to some of these other mm -hmm. iconic women that I look up to. But just this idea that I am in a space that other young girls now can see that they can be in that same space. Well, and even how about how about the teacher you mentioned? I mean, you got influence from Absolutely. one of your teachers. You it, never know where it might come exactly. from. Exactly. You and don't so, know. Like, I seriously would not. I don't think I would have thought of journalism if he would not have said that that right. day. And he was being a smart aleck. <laughs> come on. You know, it was yeah. a joke but it really did stick with me and I'm so glad you know that he did see that in me even if he was being a little you know right sassy when you do meet girls like that what are those conversations like what do you encourage them to do what do you mention to them it's funny because the question that kids ask is how do you stay unbiased yeah that's what they want to know that's interesting that also shows what they see on TV, right? right? And exactly. What they, it speaks mm -hmm. to what they, because let's be real, they're watching a lot of national news. Yep. They're watching what mom and dad want to watch. And, and again, that's why I can't stress enough the importance of local news. Yep. It's your community. It's the stories in your community. It's your neighbors. So you got to watch it, guys. <laughs> um, but it is, you know, I tell them it's easier than you may think, because if you can remove yourself. Right. And that's the big thing is removing my feelings. How Ashley feels really doesn't matter. 
You know what I mean? I am impartial. I, that's why if you watch a lot of the stories, I don't even try to do stand-ups. That's when people see the reporter on the camera. Right. I try to really, really remove myself, and I'm just telling the story. Mm-hmm. KVU political reporter Ashley Godot is here to tell us what Senator John Cornyn's measure to keep guns out of the hands of criminals will do. Ashley? Oquita Cornyn says his bill strengthens the background check system that makes sure convicted felons and domestic abusers can't buy guns without... The way that everything works down at the Capitol, do you have any weird or wacky stories that you've heard about what goes on down there? So there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. I'm going to tell you, I did a story because going into the Capitol, and even if you visit the Capitol, and even if you visit the Capitol during session, like, it just seems, you know, like, they really, there really is, like, a lot of uh, long process that happens to get a bill passed. Mm -hmm. And so the first time I saw lawmakers do a local and consent agenda, it blew my mind. And if you have not seen this, this is what happens. So lawmakers pass bills literally in a matter of seconds. Okay. It took me longer to get that sentence out than it took them to pass some of those bills. Members, we're about to begin our local and consent calendar. Thursday morning, the Texas House of Representatives settled in for another day at work. Chair recognizes Representative Israel to explain House Bill 999. Voting. Is there any objection to consideration of House Bill 899? The chair is none. The clerk, please read the bill. HB 999 by Chair recognizes Representative Israel. Move passage. Question occurs on the pass of House Bill 899 to third reading. Is there any objection? Chair is none. So ordered. Chair recognizes Representative Wright to explain House Bill 1022. That bill passed in 15 seconds. I mean, they're just giving one word explanations of what the bills are and they're passing. It, don't get me wrong. They've been vetted through mm-hmm. the committee mm-hmm. process. And it's kind of stuff that deals with, again, local entities. But that's how fast bills pass. And so I did a whole story. I was like, I, I called the newsroom. And this is probably nothing to, to other people, to people who are familiar with it. Being a first timer, I was like, guys, you've got to let me do a story. <laughs> on how fast they're passing bills. This is insane. And, you know, the news director was like, all right, Ashley, if you say it's a story, it's a story. And I cannot tell you how many people emailed me and called and were like, wait a minute, they passed bills that fast? Like, it is is insane that that's how quickly things are becoming law down there. The House finished the calendar so quickly. Members, I want to alert you to the fact that we are now going on to the Friday calendar. That we- and it went just as fast, though one bill did raise some eyebrows. HCR 32 about the Bowie knife. Representative Springer, are you aware that this bill, the knife that you are making the official state knife of Texas, is currently illegal for folks to carry in Texas? I do. Rep- A fact that didn't seem to carry much weight. There being 140 eyes and no nays, HCR 32 is finally passed. Texas, that's your legislature at work. I want people to know that while they are politicians and while it is easy for us to get mad at the things that they do, um, they are people too. You know, and so like they are really passionate about some of the things that they're doing, even when we don't agree with what they do. Um, And they get really hurt when things don't impact them. We saw a few moments where there was a bill that was about to die because they're running out of time and bills had to be passed by midnight. Mm -hmm. And it would have 
allowed for some research to help a particular lawmaker, his wife, this this research, extending the stem cell research would have helped his wife. And he became oh, wow. so emotional and crying. And it was those raw moments. The moment when the bill got killed that would have stopped lunch shaming. And, oh, and I'm going to yeah. tell you something yeah. like now that is something that, OK, I can tell you my opinion about taking a child's food away from them that they have gone through the line. You've allowed them to go through the line. Right. You've allowed them to put food on their plate. You, they are in front of their classmates. And then for them to get to the end when it's time to pay and you see they don't have money and for you to take that food and throw it into the trash can in front of that child, that is wrong. I don't care who you are. I don't care what the excuse is. That's wrong. That yeah. baby don't have a job. That baby can't go to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're punishing a kid for the sins of their father or whatever you want to say. Right. And that bill to stop that process, to put some some things into place where maybe kids will figure out on the front end it, so they don't get in the line. Get or You point. know what I mean? So they don't have to deal with that embarrassment. That bill got killed. And I was so proud of the lawmaker, Helen Giddings. And she stood up and she took a point of privilege, which when you're in the House, you can have a point of privilege where if you've been there long enough, you can say, I need to get some stuff off my chest, basically. (laughs) And she went off and it was well-deserved. And I think everyone just kind of like, did a, a cheer, you know what I mean? And to that see that happen. And that makes look human, like you just said. They they're are, people, yeah, they're right? human, they're people. And, you know, Twitter trolls want to attack them, and sometimes they make bad decisions, and they should be called out about bad decisions they make. Right. But just remember, they're still people. Okay, this is the question I've been excited to ask you, Which right? means I'm not excited. Get ready. If you had to, if you were able to interview three politicians ever in the history in the history of the history world of like the they world, can be dead they can be dead okay you get to pick three who are you talking to three i'm talking to abraham lincoln i told yeah i'm yeah. talking to that's a great one so hard i'm talking to barack obama okay oh gosh the third person got to finish strong what's the th- what's the third one this is so hard. This is the one. This is because the f- I have so many names in my head, and then I have to like narrow it down because I only three. get one more. Just like a genie bottle, you only get three. Three. I can't wish for more wishes. That's what I would wish. <laughs> wish for, with my third wish wish. for wish more for people more to talk to. Yeah. You know what? I'm Barbara Jordan. Barbara Jordan. There you go. Abraham Lincoln, Barack Obama, Barbara Jordan. Yeah, for like sure. It. Those are my three. Oh, but there's a few more. Okay, nope, that's fine. That's Just it. Just the three. Okay, that's, that's it. it. Done. I'm done. That's sold. She's done. Those are my three. All right, Ashley, we got to talk about this. You got a wedding coming up. Don't ask uh, me how yeah. my wedding planning is It's totally is going. not stressful, Oh, my right? God. It's really easy going. It's like no a problems. whole other job. Here's the deal. I've been so chill, right, this whole time. Like, you know, reporters, we do stuff on deadline. Like, exactly. You're used to doing sh- stuff last I'm a second. Procrastinator. Like, so I've been <laughs> chill this whole time. Oh, Ashley, go to Houston for Harvey. No problem. Oh, Ashley, go to Jacksonville for Hurricane Irma. No problem. No problem. You know, I go wherever. It's all good. Like, I got plenty of time to plan this wedding. Like, no. OMG. It is like three months away, which is basically tomorrow in wedding talk time. And, ugh. But it's going to be fine. It's going to be, be fine. Everything's going to work out. Just, You're going to be a week away from the wedding, then all of a sudden things are just going to be getting done. 
This was gonna Child, happen. I needed to get done like yesterday. If I could <laughs> just get a few more hours in a day and mm. not need sleep, I would be good. That would be nice if we never needed sleep. Yeah, if right? I could just sleep less. But, <laughs> you know. Ashley, thank you for joining us. Thanks for Always appreciated. Me. Good luck in not getting any sleep. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Hey, if you like what you heard on KBU Off the Airwaves, check out our daily newscasts. Daybreak from 4.30 to 7, midday at 11, KVU News at 5 and 6, the night beat at 10, and anytime on KVU.com. You don't know what it feels like. I'm like all up on this microphone. You are, you are, that's fine. I can adjust the game. That's, my, that's how I'm keeping this voice deep, baby. I'm trying to keep, I'm not trying to go high-pitched, Ashley Godot. I'm trying to keep it deep for you, deep.